We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College is proud to bring you the Ryan Day Show. Presented by Roosters, a fun casual joint. And brought to you statewide by Encova Insurance. And by Adina Health System. Now along with Coach Ryan Day and former OSU All-American Jim Lachey, here's the voice of the Buckeyes, Paul Keels. Good afternoon and welcome to this week's show with Ohio State Head Coach Ryan Day as the Buckeyes get ready to take on Northwestern. And yes, the week is jacked up. It's a Friday game, so we're doing the Coaches Show a day earlier. That kind of all comes with uh, just association with the Big Ten and things like that. A few years ago when it was a Monday game, uh, at Virginia Tech went through this whole deal. But uh, Jim, Ohio State, and Northwestern, both for that matter, both coming up by weekends. And uh, certainly it's something that you know teams and coaches have no control over when the buys occur. This year's funky because there's two buys for Ohio State. The second one comes in a couple of weeks. Uh, but, you know, from a physical and probably a mental standpoint, something that teams can take advantage of. Yeah, and again, you know, the, after the Michigan State victory, they went back and, and used last week as an evaluation period where they got a chance to, you know, look at all the things that they could do. Coach talked about, you know, meeting with each player individually, you know, trying to give them three things that they can go out there and get better on these next six games. So I, I think that that was an evaluation week. And, of course, this week, as you mentioned, being a Friday night game, everything gets started a little bit early. So they come back on a Sunday, uh, you know, have their practice, you know, go out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then tomorrow will be the travel day to head over to head up to Northwestern to play. And so it really, with the bye week, 
playing on a Friday doesn't change, you know, because you can turn the clock back one just day. Just a day earlier. Exactly. You can just do everything the way you need to do and then have another day going into Wisconsin. So maybe that helps on the back end. But, you know, I think this week obviously was a game week preparation, looking at Northwestern, you know, breaking down the Nebraska film. And, uh, you know, you watch that film. I've watched that. So, you, you know, <laughs> that was a hard-fought game, you know, right down to the end, yeah. come down to some – whether you can make a field goal or not make a Which field goal. Which was for both teams. It was for both teams. So what I took from that game is Northwestern is, you know, I got a physical defense. Obviously, there's a lot of struggles that they have on the offensive side, but they got a defense. They can find ways to keep them in ball games. And, uh, you know, when you go on the road and you're playing against a tough defense, that always makes things a little bit different of a factor. So that's exciting for Ohio State. They got a chance to prepare for them, you know, all week long. And, and uh, now get ready to take on the Wildcats. Yeah, I don't think there's any players on this team that have played a game in Northwestern. When was the last game? Was what? Six years ago. Yeah, so, so no. probably not. No, and probably not too many people on the staff that have been <laughs> up there for uh, to Ryan Field. And it's unique, you know, as we talked a, bit, a little bit this week on Buckeye Roundtable. It's a smaller type stadium with 45,000 people in there compared to, you know, what you see at Ohio State or Michigan or Penn State or Nebraska. So it is a little bit of a, on the smaller side, but, you know, they'll have that thing packed up. I know there's a lot of Ohio State fans uh, that want to do it. I think Northwestern, again, like they've done the last several times with Ohio State's there, made that part of the season ticket package. So you had to buy season tickets to get the Ohio State ticket, so you couldn't just buy them individually to eliminate a lot of fans. But I think the last time or two times ago when they did have a blackout there, there was a lot of Scarlet fans in the, the, in the stands. Is, and, yeah. And, yeah. So, and, of course, you got a strong Ohio State alumni base there in the Chicago and Illinois area that like to come out to it. So it, that's just always exciting. I know that uh, you know a lot of the fans like to go to Chicago for the weekend, so uh, we'll see a, a lot of people up there. And I, I know they're looking forward to seeing the Buckeyes get back in action. Well, and certainly it's always a trick of trying to maintain the momentum but also take advantage of having the break that we discussed. That's it. It's a fine balance, you know, because you're 6-0 and and everybody wants to continue at the bit and keep going. But, you know, it's time you got to you know rest and use that week properly. And I, I think Ohio State has used that week. they got some guys, you know, rested up and got a chance to uh, – you know, work on some evaluation, and now this week's all game week. Coach Ryan Day, thank you as always for your time. Good to see you, and uh, we'll follow up on that with you. Uh, kind of the trick to find the fine line of maintaining momentum but also take advantage of uh, an open weekend for rest and things like that. Yeah, uh, the big focus for us in the off, you know, the off week was getting better and in different areas that we need to get better at and being focused on the things that each guy and each unit need to get better at. So it's not just, hey, we need to get better this week. Okay, well, that's kind of a broad stroke and, you know, guys can get lost in the mix, but really targeted about things they need to work on to keep them focused that way. And then when we got back um, on Sunday, it was all about Northwestern. And um, uh, and now it's just been focused on the game plan and having a great week of practice. Coach, you really lean on your fifth-year guys, your seniors, your captains. Uh, you know, when you go through situations like this, especially playing on the road, uh, you count on their experience, you know, to take you through. you got guys like, you know, Ben Victor's been in 40-some games, Austin Mack, uh, you know, K.J. Hill's been in a lot of games. You count on their experience on the offensive side, and then guys like Devon Hamilton on the defensive side, Jonathan Cooper, Jordan Fuller, uh, Damon Arnett's played in 40-some games. So you count on their experience when you go on the road? Yeah, yeah. Those, those guys have been in, in, in these type of games before. And every game has a different feel to it. Every week is a different season almost. Uh, and so we've talked from the beginning, even back in February, what this game was going to be Friday night. Uh, you know, we're into October now. You don't know what the weather's going to be like. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a natural uh, turf field, you know, and <laughs> sometimes if it's wet out, you know, that's a slick surface and all the things that come with that. And so, uh, you know, we've been preparing for this and, and talking about it all week. And 
the guys who have been there before and the experienced guys do help you in times like this. Have there been people that have been there before? We were just talking <clears throat> excuse me, about that before you came out since it's been six years since Ohio State's played there. Right. I don't think any of the guys in the, the current team now have played there. Yeah. Um, fundamentals are something that get talked about a lot during a bye week. Not that they're not emphasized every week, but how do you take a different spin on that? Well, it's just that uh, if, if you say to – uh, you know, Chase Young, you got to get better at something. What exactly are we going to get better at? And, and uh, if if we really target those things, like we need to do a j- better job on get off, for example, or we need to do a better job in the run game of getting our hands inside. Uh, if you're a wide receiver at the top of the route, we got to do a better job creating separation against man to man. Those type of things. If you go to if you go to work every day saying, okay, I'm going to get better at that today, then that's how you work on your fundamentals and get better. Coach, you're obviously looking at Northwestern. Spent a lot of time with that defense. You know, I watched that Nebraska game. That was a physical ball game, and their defense it plays well enough to keep them into a lot of games. When you look at that front, that four-three front, what do you see out of that defense? Well, this is a defense that really is back from last year. Yeah. And <clears throat> excuse me, they. They're, they're done a great job this year. You look at – they really haven't given up much all year. I think there's three games they've given up less than 17 points, um, you know, less than 300 yards against Wisconsin. That was a, that was a tight game. Uh, and so, you know, the one game in there is that Michigan State game, that 31-10 to 10, that's a little sideways. But other than that, they've been in every single game. They've done a really good job on defense. They don't make it easy to move the ball. It's hard to run the ball against them. It's hard to get play-action passes. Once you get into the red zone, they really tighten up and – um, you know, nobody's really had great success against them. You know, we look at the numbers this year, nobody's had uh, over 400 yards of total offense on them. So really good on defense, make it hard. Again, they're still trying to find their way on offense, but uh, but they have the right pieces in there, and so you have to be ready for them every, every week. For each sack the Buckeye defense records this season, Kroger will donate a sack of groceries supporting Kroger's zero hunger, zero waste plan to end hunger in our communities and eliminate waste in their stores. You can join Kroger's zero hunger, zero waste team by riding up at any Kroger register. Friday night, Ohio State playing in Northwestern. will be on the air with our AEP Energy Buckeye pregame show beginning at 7 p.m. More of the Ryan Day Show presented by Roosters when we continue from Learfield IMG College. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Your home for Ohio State Athletics, The Fan. This is the Ryan Day Show, presented by Roosters on the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. It's time for the Elk and Elk Injury Report on the Ohio State Sports Network. Well, Jim, there are the injury concerns with Ohio State, but Northwestern has maybe the most significant concerns going into the week. Yeah, they've had some concerns, obviously, at their quarterback position with Hunter Johnson being banged up. Uh, you know, we'll find out on game time. And also, they're one of the wide receivers tied in. Superback Bennett Skronik has been out, too, with uh, an injury. So they've had some guys get banged up. That's the way it is in week six. For Ohio State, and they had Rashad Berry, Tyre Fry, 
Friday and C.J. Saunders as a game-time decision against Michigan State. And I think all those guys were available, so that was good news. Yes, it was. Our report brought to you by Elk and Elk, serious fans of Ohio State Athletics. Call 1-800-ELK-OHIO. It's time for Tim Horton's Coffee with a Coach. So pull up a chair, grab your mug, and enjoy Tim Horton's Coffee with a Coach on the Ohio State Sports Network. And for Tim Horton's Coffee with a Coach question today comes from Earl in Nelsonville asking about knowing that it goes with the territory, but is there ever a concern with some of these road games with players missing classes? Yes, it is. Uh, and, you know, with a with a Friday game, you know, it's, it's one of those things that we have to make sure that uh, we get all the notes to the teachers and professors and everybody that way and then make sure that we get all the work on the front end and then if there's anything that needs to be done in terms of caught up, uh, on the back end, we do that as well. But it's all, you know, we meet every Thursday to go through every single kid and every single class, which is a long meeting, but it's something oh, we do God. to make sure that it's all covered. And uh, But that's something that we we look into uh, way ahead of the season. You know, we see something like this coming, and we make sure that on the front end, all the professors know. And well, that's where would Sasso would really come in and, and help out a lot with that, uh, you know, just getting that all lined up. Do a lot of guys have classes on Fridays, or do you try to avoid that? If you can, I know it's hard, but sometimes there, there are some. Yeah, yeah, there are some, um, and then when they do, it's typically in the morning because you know the guys will come over in the afternoon. But when we have a night game uh, or a road game, uh, certainly a Friday game, then some of those guys have to miss. And thank you to Earl from Nelsonville with your question today's Tim Hortons coffee with a coach question. And if you've got one, you can go to Ohio State Buckeyes. Dot com and click on the Tim Hortons logo, Tim Hortons Cafe and Bake Shop, the official coffee sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Something you talked about this week, going into the open weekend, and as you're doing all of this evaluation, if you would, again, kind of go over for us, how it's helped that so many players have played and you've had an actual opportunity to evaluate game repetition for more people than maybe normally occur. Yep, um, and because of the way the first six games played out, a lot of guys played, and so there's there's a little bit of a body of work for even the younger kids. Uh, and so this time of year, some of the younger kids kind of get lost in practice. They kind of lose a little bit of hope of playing. And so uh, th- this year it's been great because those guys have gotten the field and got meaningful reps. So we've been able to work with those guys. They're getting better. I think our younger guys are getting better every day at practice, and they're seeing their, uh, their hard work pay off, which is great. Um, and so – now, hopefully, as we get into the second half of the season here, some of that depth can pay off. You know, two young guys at wide receiver that have, have you know, played a lot, uh, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, but they're still young. You know, freshman in the sophomore year. I'm sure a bye week helps those guys, too, taking that next step, especially a guy like Garrett. Sometimes, uh, you know, when you're a freshman, you all of a sudden you feel like oh, it's overwhelming. Then you get a weekend off and you get your battery charged and ready to come back. But just talk about their development, how they've been. I know Chris' last game was shut out, but I know he's hungry to make some big plays this week. Yeah, and, and that happens sometimes, you know, in the past game. We have we play our depth. We play a lot of guys. And so sometimes guys get a bunch of balls. Other times they don't. And that's kind of the way it works. A couple weeks ago, Austin in the uh, Nebraska game caught a couple, couple big plays, and then Ben comes back the next week with more plays. And that was kind of the way it was last year with our receivers. And uh, because we play up-tempo and play a lot of guys, the ball can get, you know, uh, spit to a couple different ple- people. But uh, I thought our, I think our young receivers are doing a good job. I mean, Chris came on last year and has continued. I look at him more of a veteran guy now. Uh, the two young guys that have stepped up are Jameson Williams and, and Garrett Wilson and know we're going to continue to see those guys play in the second half of the season. You know, if, if you want to talk about unselfish, K.J. Hill, you know, I, I mentioned he played in 45 games, but surprise, only nine of those were starts, you know. And here's a guy that's, you know, on chance to be the all-time leading receiver in Ohio State history, but hasn't always been out there on the first play, you know. Yeah. And it didn't matter to him. He was just going to find a way to get it done, whether special teams are playing punts. But his persistence, you know, and that's unselfish right there, and that's the way he's been his whole career. Coming yeah. back for his senior year was unselfish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he had to make a decision, and – he decided to come back and, uh, you know, became a leader of, of the whole offense and the whole team. But 
I think that when you take the selfishness aside and you start worrying about the team like Terry did and like Paris did and like KJ's doing and Austin and Ben are doing now, uh, it makes a big difference because uh, if you so get so focused on yourself and your numbers, it doesn't go well. You know, you get distracted and you don't play great. And then when you finally do get your opportunity, are you really ready or have you been focused on making the play? You've been focusing on what's going on, uh, you know, off the field or whatever. And I think when you get rid of that and you just say, okay, I'm here, I'm part of this thing, I'm a team member, and no matter what happens, I'm going to give it everything I have and keep a positive attitude, good things like this happen. And KJ is a great example of that. Has, has a chance to be one of the most productive receivers in the history of the school. And like you said, he wasn't always a starter. Is that something also that is filtered down with the non-catching the ball part of their responsibility as well too? Yep, uh, blocking is a huge thing here. And we talk about it all the time when you're, when you're coaching uh, the receiver position. You know, one of the things that shows good coaching is guys who block downfield. Uh, you know, uh, talent and, you know, God gave these kids gifts that they could jump up and make catches. That's not coaching. That's recruiting. Uh, coaching is, is getting these guys to buy in and block. And, and I think some of our guys are some of the better blockers in the conference. You know, J.K. Dobbins here, he is uh, 826 yards, 174 from 1,000. And if he gets that 1,000, he'll be the only guy in history that made it as a freshman, sophomore, and junior. And, Yet, you know, again, he had some adversity he had to go through, step, still kept fighting, and is uh, heck, having a heck of a year right now. He is, and I, I think that's what makes a really good football player, guys who get through adversity, because that's, that's the, this game. It's, it could take you to your knees. It's, it's a hard game, and you have to battle through those type, type of things. And I think you're seeing that a little bit with our, with our guys on defense, had to battle through some tough times, and now they're coming out the back end, and, and they're playing good football. But, but J.K. is the same thing. I mean, he had to split time for two years, he and Mike. I know that wasn't something that was ideal for him, but he's a better player now for having gone through that. Is that the translation of that playing with a controllable edge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to play this game with an edge. You know, if you don't, then someone's going to get you eventually. It's a tough physical game, and you always have to play with an edge. You know, defensively, you've been playing with an edge, as you mentioned. The thing that sticks out is 28 sacks, leading the nation right now in that category. Another thing, 13 guys have contributed. It's just not all Chase Young and, and you know, and company, although you have six defensive ends that have a sack. So they've been productive. Uh, but, you know, again, you talk about putting pressure, but then you have to go out there and do it, and, and that's that speaks out right there. You see how offenses are playing at you right now. They're double-teaming Chase a lot, uh, you know, and rolling out. They're not sticking in the pocket for three or four seconds anymore. Does that change how you come up with defensive plans to attack that? Yeah, and, and I think it, it's part of how teams are going to continue to play us. You know, they're going to try to get the ball out of, our, out of their hands early, max protect, those type of things. We, we understand that. And uh, anytime you get something like that, you give something else away too, maybe a less – less guys out in the route or, or whatever it is. And so uh, we just have to play our defense, and, and whatever they're doing, we have to adjust during the game. But but certainly having other guys, too, that are weapons in the front make a big difference. You know, if you have one guy that can kind of, uh, you know, get it targeted and slow them down, but the minute they do that, they're taken away from some other, you know, area of the front. So um, it was good to see last last week a couple, um, you know, a couple of our, uh, you know, blitzes got home, too. You know, it wasn't just the four-man rush. And so when you mix in the blitzes, too, with a couple secondary guys or linebackers getting to the quarterback, that makes a difference as well. We'll start with some of our social media questions that have been administered by our social media commissioner. And this one is from Jonathan in Youngstown. Has the spread formation made the concept of a power running game a thing of the past? No, no. And uh, we feel strong about that because we believe even though you're spread out um, – you're still it's still power runs and uh you know I, I think if you ask josh myers and wyatt davis and jonah jackson and those guys uh they would take offense to that uh that notion because uh there are some of the toughest guys that have been around and i think when you <clears throat> talk to the different defenses that we've played against this year we are a power run team now we may not have a fullback in there running iso with a mike linebacker a who? but yeah <laughs> right <laughs> but we do have two tight ends and um and so we're running power run schemes gap schemes 
zone schemes, the stretch scheme. Even though the stretch scheme may not seem like a power run, I mean, when you're getting guys running off the ball and you see guys finish down the field, you know, we consider that, you know, a real physical run game, and that's huge for us. Uh, the one thing the spread gives us is it just gives us more room. And, the, the, you know, guys have to account for the quarterback in the spread run game. And that's really the whole idea of it is just to create more space but not be less physical. Yeah, you're still going to get double teams to the next level, and that's what power football is, right? I mean, you want to take that the defensive tackle or end or whoever uh, to that next level and get some movement. That way you get two guys. So that, that, that'll that never change uh, with football. Uh, you just push them out in space a little bit further. That's it. And, and you know, the, you know, it's really there's two, two real schemes for the most part in the power run game. It's, you know, you're going to double to an onside backer, which would be a zone scheme, or you're going to double to an offside backer and pull somebody, and that would be a gap scheme. Uh, and then how physical you play, that's that's up to the offensive line. Buckeye fans, AEP Energy is redefining the game with renewable energy plans for your home or business. Visit aepenergy.com slash OSU to get started. AEP Energy, the official electricity and natural gas sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. And we'll have more of Coach Day and his weekly show presented by Roosters when we continue from Learfield IMG College. We all have our routines, and for some things, routines are perfectly fine. But there's no such thing as routine breast cancer. At the James at Ohio State, you get a multidisciplinary team that specializes not just in cancer, but breast cancer. They focus solely on the prevention, detection, and treatment of breast cancer, providing care that's far beyond routine. For more information, visit cancer.osu.edu. Hey, I'm Kirk Herbstreet, and I watch college football like it's my job. It is your job. I know, but sometimes I like to get out of the booth and chill. Here, have a Coors Light. Thanks. So, where was I? You're on my couch. In my spot. Oh, is this your spot? It's a nice spot. Great view. Grab some Coors Light for every game day. Proud sponsor of the Ohio State Sports Network. 2019 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Go Buckeyes! Let's win this game! I love tailgating. The best darn band in the land. My mom makes me say it like that. Safeline Autoglass knows Buckeye fans love game day. You better be wearing scarlet and gray. That's why Safelight takes care of Autoglass damage anywhere in Buckeye Nation. Giving you more time for game time. Safelight, a proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Football is a team sport, and with teamwork, you can achieve great things. Our clients benefit from our talented team of injury lawyers, registered nurses, and our access to the leading experts in the country. We provide our clients a home field advantage while protecting their rights, allowing them to heal and get their lives back on track. If you've been injured, you need Elk and Elk on your roster. Call 1-800-ELK-OHIO, your home team. Elk and Elk, proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Go Bucks! Did you know that one in eight Americans struggle with hunger? Yet more than 40% of the food we produce is thrown out. At Kroger, we know we can do something about this. We're donating more food to local food banks through our partnership with Feeding America. And we're working with World Wildlife Fund to end food waste. But we can't do it alone. And we hope you'll join us in creating a world with zero hunger and zero waste. Visit thekrogerco.com to learn how you can help. Right now, during AgPro's Fall Into Savings event, you'll save thousands on the most wanted John Deere tractor packages. Save over $3,100 on the 1023E subcompact tractor with loader, sale priced at $11,999 or only $119 per month. 
Visit agproco.com slash fall savings. Offer ends 10 2019 subject to approved credit. Residency restrictions apply. See dealer for details. The, 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 fan, the fan, Ohio sports destination. Now back to the Ryan Day Show. Presented by Roosters on the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Time now for the Ticket to the House Touchdown Replay. Play, play. Presented by Xmark. Fields gets the snap. Back to throw. Looking, looking left, looking right. Throws in the middle of the field. Caught at the 10-yard line by one of the tight ends. And it's Luke Farrell who bruises his way into the end zone on a 21-yard pass play from Justin Fields. Goes junior tight end Luke Farrell. His first TD of the year. And Ohio State leads it 16-7. And our Xmark Take It to the House replay brought to you by Xmark Professional Mowing Equipment. Trusted 2-1 to one by top landscape pros over the next best-selling brand of zero-turn mowers. And welcome back to this week's show with Coach Ryan Day presented by Roosters as Ohio State gets ready to play Friday night at Northwestern. We heard that tight end in the Michigan State game to Luke Farrell. I guess, Ryan, that kind of typifies what you want to see a tight end do, not only just with the catch but the way they're able to work aggressively afterwards. Yeah, he, he did a good job after the catch, too. Um, you know, he's, he's strong, uh, Luke, and, uh, you know, he's, he's got a lot of ability, does a lot of things, very versatile in what he does. He can play the Y, he can play the H, which is off the ball, um, and, and he's really good in the run game, good in protection. That's something, you know, those guys don't get enough credit for is in protection, the tight ends have to block sometimes the defensive end, who's their best rusher, and he was against Willickis a couple times in that game and did a really good job. Uh, but then it was good to see him catch the ball in the pass game and then get a run after the catch and score a touchdown. Coach, you know I have seen that out of that 12 personnel. When you went back and evaluated the last six games, did you find out what percentage you were in that 12 personnel? Was it you know under 10 or over 10%? Uh, yeah, no, we, we looked at all that stuff. And, and first and second down, I mean, we were in 12 a good amount. Yeah, yeah. We, we were in there over 100 snaps so far this year. And um, we looked at all those percentages and – uh, it's something that, that's good. I mean, the good thing is good offenses have tendencies, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, right, so you don't want to yeah. go away from that, but you also know that teams are going to start, uh, you know, keying into that, and they're going to have a plan to stop it. And so, just trying to stay ahead with all those things. Another of our social media questions: Toddy and Lima, who ask if there's ever any sort of non-traditional team bonding things during a bye weekend. Uh, or bye week, I should say. No, not really. I mean, we have team meetings and we talk about different things. Um, we have a few things uh, we'll do, you know, uh, with different things in terms of talking to our guys about, uh, you know, the NFL agent. We had a nice program for that for the older guys. We're going to be kind of going uh, into that world here in the next couple months and uh, some things like that. We we had uh, we have a few guys on our team who are fathers, and there was a fatherhood program that Gene Smith and uh, our, our administration put together, which was really good for them one of the nights. And so things like that during the bye week that you get to cross off when you're busy, you know, uh, during the other weeks of the season. So no movie nights or bowling or anything like that? Huh? No, nah, we tried to get them, we tried to get them home and get their sleep, and that was, that was huge. And uh, we told them, you know, a mature team really uses that time to rest. And, uh, you know, if they're out with their friends and doing things on the weekend, that's not good. I mean, a good mature team gets rest. They need sleep. Uh, they need to hydrate. They need to get their nutrition and recover. And the guys who needed treatment had to come in here and get treatment. Yeah, what was it? One year, Coach Trestle, I think, took the whole team down to a family farm and hold them up there for a few days. Yeah, ben Hartsock, I believe. The Hartsock <laughs> family. Right. Fam. Yeah. Down in Chillicothe. Yep. Yeah. I uh, wanted to ask you about the uh, the way that the success in the red zone has worked this year for your team on offense and especially how the rushing threat from the quarterback position really helps that. Yeah, uh, when you get in the red zone, you know, the defense has that 12th defender, and that's the end zone. So, 
you know, it's hard to, to get, you know, down the field, obviously, when you're in the red zone. And so everybody's a little better. You know, the corners are a little more aggressive. Everybody's a little bit better there. There's less room to operate. So a lot of things change, and we spent a lot of time talking about that, a lot, a lot of more man-to-man coverage. And so in the pass game, you know, it's, it's, it's very different. It's almost like playing arena league football. You know, yeah. if you're throwing the ball in the front of the, the goal line, we call that down and dirty throws where it's kind of body shots. When you're throwing the ball in the back of the end zone, we call those top-shelf throws. We spent a lot of time talking about that. Uh, but then typically, you know, that safety comes out of the middle of the field and he becomes the extra defender in the box too, so the numbers aren't as good. Uh, so when that happens, you know, the running backs have to get north-south. We have to get more physical with the line. But then also having the quarterback as the extra guy to equate the numbers does make a big difference. Yeah, I mean, the power running game is the best thing to have in the red zone. That solves all those issues that you talked about as far as the field condensing. And, you know, that's why you, you hit the sled and you do all those things as, as far as coming off because it's, it's hard to move a guy against his will two or three feet, you know, for two or three seconds just to find enough little gap or a seam. And then your backs, it is so key. You can't run sideways when you're down there. you got to find a way to attack. And you put on film that you will do a quarterback sneak every once in a while, which we haven't seen for a while. So that's always good to know. Yeah, and, and trying to identify what are they doing down there. Um, and that's something we talk about all the time. Is it an inside playing defense or is it an outside playing defense? And then based on what defense you're seeing, then you have to attack them accordingly. But like you said, if you can get a power run game and get movement and then get our running backs on the safeties, you know, the guys have to go score with their man. The offensive line has been a subject we've talked about a lot, and the depth that you had that you talked about during the start of the season, if you would just kind of address that as you look back at how they've played this year. Yeah, I mean, I think those inside guys have done an excellent job in there getting movement on um, you know, some good inside interior people. We're going to keep getting more and more competition there, and so that the challenge will continue. Uh, I think the tackles, you know, we do have some good depth there, and we played some different guys. We're going to have to continue to play guys, and they're going to have to play more and more. Uh, but but overall, I think it's been good. I think we can still be a little bit better in our protection on third down and a few things that way. Uh, so far, the run game's been solid, but uh, still a lot of things to work on after looking at the first six games. You know, looking at the, the protection, the giving up sacks, you know, and, and, you know, sacks, interceptions, I'd rather have sacks and interceptions. But, you know, it's, it's, it's always key. And, you know, for linemen, they, don't, they want sacks and they want to rush for 200. Zero sacks and rush for 200. That's a goal every game. Uh, evaluating the first six, do you think sometimes you held a little bit too long? Trying to make things happen, uh, is there? I mean, it's hard to tell a quarterback, you know, especially when a guy can take a shot. But you don't want him to see any taking any necessary shots if you don't want to. And as you said, throwing the ball out of bounds sometimes can be your best play. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into that. I think uh, the first thing is when uh, you have a quarterback who has the ability to extend. Um, I mean, huge play in the game. Um, we had a, a three-man route, seven-man protection. He drops back. He looks to find a lane. He finds one, runs for 35 yards on the sideline. Explosive play. Uh, the next time that happened, uh, he was kind of trying to create a play, took a sack, uh, lost seven yards, um, and so that wasn't good. But there are also times where, you know, I think Justin's extending, he's out of the pocket, and he can throw the ball away as opposed to taking that shot or trying to get a yard or two. And so those are the things that we're working on is once we break the pocket and our eyes are downfield extending plays, if it's not there, throw the thing away, we'll live to see the next down. And um, and so – but but I don't want to get him too you know worried about hey you got to get the ball out of the out of your hand in the pocket I want him to create because that's part of his game and he's good at that he can find those escape hatches he can let guys get extended down the field and then and then it puts more stress on the defense they have to hold their coverage longer so uh, it's a fine line and the more experience he gets with that the better it'll be as you're getting an offense prepared <clears throat> and as you mentioned the competition you're going to see is ratcheted up a little bit. With your scout team, how do you go about getting some of those guys to play at the level of a Kenny Willickus, a Joe Gaziano you'll see this week, a Patty Fisher and people like that? So what we do on, on off our offense is that Kevin Wilson and uh, and Mike Yersich actually run the scout team on the field, and I think that's a huge deal for us. 
they do an unbelievable job of giving us a look. And I think that's so important is that the looks that we're getting during the week are accurate to what we're going to see during the game. Nothing's worse than, than not getting a clean look and getting a false sense of security thinking you're going to be okay and then the look isn't that way during the game. Uh, and so that's been a huge thing for us. And uh, scout teams, you know, on, on defense, it's the same thing. You know, we do a great job of making sure those guys are in scout team meetings. They're watching film of the other opponent to make sure that that look is accurate. Really, really important. We actually give a scout team offensive, defensive, skill, and big skill, um, you know, player of the week each week, too, after the champions meeting. What's the difference between big skill and middle skill? Yeah, so <laughs> so says the former offensive lineman, right? To the quarterback, right? So we we kind of we, we usually say uh, the receivers and, and the DBs, those are the skill, and then we'll either give it to a linebacker or a defensive lineman based on who had a good week. So you know, with working with offensive linemen for years, you learn that they're everybody's a skill player, that's right? Not non skill. That's, right. that's right. Those guys take it serious. They do. Be sure to check out the Buckeye Game Day Concert Series presented by the Buckeye Cruise for Cancer before every home game this season outside of St. John Arena in Buckeye Fan Fest. Each week, we'll feature a different band performing live on stage. Two hours before kickoff, get on board. Visit BuckeyeCruise.com to book your cabin today. Go Bucks and beat cancer. We'll have more of the Ryan Day Show presented by Roosters when we continue from Learfield IMG College. Ohio State Athletics, in partnership with American Electric Power, Donato's, Kroger, and the Ohio State University Wexner Medical Center, strives to inspire the community to make a positive impact on children and families in the great state of Ohio through our Buckeyes Care Initiative. Show and share your support in the community by using the hashtag Buckeyes Care. Please join us in these efforts by visiting OhioStateBuckeyes.com slash Buckeyes Care. And always remember to pay it forward. Every time you close your laptop, a Corona gets its lime. And every time your to-do list is to do one less thing, a Corona gets its lime. Every time you press pause. Every time you unwind or lose track of time, a Corona gets its lime. And every time your feet are up while the sun goes down, a Corona gets its lime. So drop a lime in and find your beach. Please drink responsibly. Corona Extra Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Buckeye fans, check out the Buckeye Game Day Concert Series presented by the Buckeye Cruise for Cancer two hours before every Ohio State home football game this fall located in Buckeye Fan Fest. Each week will feature a different artist or band performing live on stage for game day fans outside of St. John Arena. Check out Ohio State's social media pages for the artist lineup and visit BuckeyeCruise.com to book your cabin today. Set sail with Buckeye Greats February 16th through the 21st, 2020 and join us in our fight against cancer. We hope to see you there. Go Bucks and beat cancer. Who can help you score a touchdown with your finances? How about our friends at Credit Union of Ohio? Whether you're looking to buy a new home or make upgrades like a finished basement to watch all the big games, their team of experts will help you get the funds you need. It's a great time to make those renovations you've been dreaming about. Credit Union of Ohio is your local mortgage lender. Learn more about their home loan options at cuofohio.org. That's cuofohio.org. NCUA insured equal housing lender. Right now, you can get five cents off every gallon of fuel every day. That's five cents off every gallon with Make It Count Rewards from Marathon. Plus, you can earn points for additional savings on fuel, airfare, hotels, and more. It's quick and easy to join. Just visit makeitcount.com slash radio or download the free app. So start saving today with Make It Count from Marathon. Offer valid only at participating Marathon locations. Marathon, fueling the American spirit. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Right now, buy 
one window, get one free. And 0% financing for 36 months, plus tickets to an Ohio State football game, courtesy of Universal Windows Direct, a proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Like me, you'll be saying, I love my windows. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Your home of the Buckeyes, the fan. This is the Ryan Day Show, presented by Roosters on the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. As the official wing sponsor of Ohio State Athletics, Roosters is giving away 12 trips for two to this year's Buckeye Bowl game. Register by visiting your favorite Roosters location or at roosterswings.com. One trip is awarded each week. See Roosters' website for official rules. Roosters, a fun, casual, joint, and proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. And welcome back to this week's Ryan Day Show presented by Roosters as Ohio State gets ready to play at Northwestern on Friday evening. More of our social media questions. Nick from Napoleon, the tomato capital of Ohio. (laughs) Noticing a little more jawing on the field the past couple of games. How much do you talk to your players about that stuff with the potential of getting a penalty for something like that? Yeah, we certainly don't want to be involved in any type of penalty or unsportsmanlike conduct. Uh, We certainly want guys playing with an edge, though. Um, and, and that part of that being tough, you know, when you're in a physical game is, you know, a little bit of back and forth, but we certainly don't want any penalties. And, and uh, you know, that, that stuff would be obviously unacceptable. And again, just a fine line there. Uh, you know, it's, it's, you can be competitive, you know, but then you got to turn, and usually a teammate's, you know, right there to, to monitor that, uh, to get it back. Because a 15 yard penalty in that situation obviously can be crucial. And, uh, you know, those things offensively have been hard to recover from. You know, the, any offense is hard to recover from something like that. And obviously, defense, it moves them towards the goal line. So uh, you like that aggressiveness, but uh, is there any penalty if they do get a penalty like that? Yeah, yeah we, we had one a couple weeks ago, and, and we ran a little bit on Sunday extra for <laughs> yeah. that to make sure it's a little bit of a reminder. And the term we use is you got to play with emotion. You don't let emotion play with you. And uh, and so a lot of these guys, I mean, they're they're competing at the highest level, and they got to understand that, you know, uh, sometimes you got to walk away from a situation too. That's part of it. Uh, this is the third time the team's gone away from home. Jim talked about leadership earlier, but is that where some of your leaders have helped your younger players learn this season within the year the importance of road focus and when you go away from home to pay attention to all of the details involved there? I think so. I think when you talk to our guys, you know, younger guys, they talk about some some leadership and some of the things that the older guys have talked to them about. But a lot of that stuff goes on in the locker room, you know, where the coaches don't see that stuff or, you know, when they're on the bus or, uh, you know, when they're on their you know, own in the dorms or wherever they are. And, um, you know, but, but I think our, our leaders are doing a good job of that and, and understanding how serious this is. And, and as you get going in the season, uh, the stakes get higher and higher and the urgency that everybody has to have and, and uh, how fragile it is, you know, and that you've worked so hard for this. You can't uh, let it get away with one week. And that's college football. You know, it's not that way in other sports where, you know, the NFL or Major League Baseball or, or you, know, uh, you know, the NBA, you know, you can have a couple bad weeks even. Uh, you can't do that in college football or else your whole season can end. So that's the thing that we've been talking about and our leaders have been carrying on that message. Is that part of what you talked about Tuesday, the wipeout mentality? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we talked about that this week. You know, in, in martial arts they talk about what a white belt mentality is, which is you're starting right from the beginning and having that approach. And that's what we talked to our guys about is that, you know, we came in this season with a certain, you know, we have to prove something. And so we kind of went back through and talked about what that felt like. And we started right back from, you know, when we go through our stretch lines, finishing plus two. Uh, we talked about, you know, coming from meetings onto the field faster and our activation and all the little things that, uh, you know, as season go on can, can kind of fray. We want to tighten that up during the off week. Coach, you know, playing at Ryan Field, uh, 
it's grass. Ninety uh, percent of the time you practice on grass. Did you have it at four or five inches this week just to get the feel <laughs> of what it's going to be like at Ryan Field? Because that's the way it has been historically when they played Ohio State. It was a little longer this week, yeah, <laughs> uh, a little slick. Um, but but we, we, again, this is something we just got to handle, and, yeah. and and we will. Uh, knowing that football players, coaches like to talk about all of the concepts, uh, and you talked about it this week, how when you were a player at New Hampshire, how Coach Chip Kelly went and visited with the Northwestern staff with Kevin Wilson and the late Randy Walker as they were one of the early people in the up-tempo offense. Uh, if you would kind of go through again for us what that was like for you as a collegiate player to get exposed to that, now you're facing it on a weekly basis at times as a head coach. Yeah, it was funny. When, when I first got here with, with Kevin, I didn't know Kevin, and I shared with him that story of uh, my sophomore year. Um, you know, it was spring break, and, and Chip came back with a bunch of film of Zach Kustak and all the guys at Northwestern running the spread offense where – uh, you would actually read the, de- you know, from the shotgun, you'd read the defensive end. And then based on what he did, you could either, you know, pitch the ball or throw the ball. And that was like, you know, real new and, and nobody really knew what was going on. And so uh, spent a lot of time watching that film. And, and then it kind of went from there as it went. But, yeah, I was kind of the guinea pig because uh, some of those ideas worked, but some of them didn't. You know? <laughs> so, so, and I got some of the scars to show uh, for that, but that's all right. I, I I moved on from that, but uh, you've gotten over it. Huh? Yeah, I've gotten over that, but but it was it was cool to be at the, in the laboratory phases of all of that and kind of where that went. And uh, it was it was it was, at the time that nobody else really did it. It was yeah. still kind of like you were talking about fullback, you know, twenty one personnel, ISO those. And then once we started spreading the field out, things changed and, and to where it is now. It's, was that where you used the term ride and decide? Yeah, that's what it. Yeah, ride and decide uh, was one way. Read option was another one where. You know, you're reading a defensive end, and the quarterback can either hand the ball off or pull it. And then once he does that, he's either running it or running an option or maybe throwing it afterwards as well. Yeah, the thing is you can leave one unblocked, but if somebody else misses a block, it gets ugly in a hurry. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. No, I mean, nobody nobody considers, like, what happens when the, the end comes up and the Sam linebacker comes off the edge? Yeah. Know? Well, we better figure that out. Let's go back to the locker room and figure that out is you're picking up your helmet off the ground. You know? Now, Pat <laughs> so. Fitzgerald – you had nice things to say about you at the Big Ten meetings this summer, uh, getting the season kicked off. Have you got a chance to have any little bit of relationship besides, uh, you know, seeing him at those type of meetings or conference calls or things like that? Yeah, I think Pat's uh, not only one of the best coaches in America, but a, but a true gentleman. Um, after the Big Ten championship game, sent me a text, congratulations on an unbelievable job. And then uh, when I got the job, and then even afterwards, uh, got my first win, you know, he was the first to text. And just, just a classy guy. I mean, a guy you'd want to play for, a guy you want to work with, and – uh, nothing but unbelievable respect for what he's done there and who he is as a person. Uh, our next social media question, we kind of know the answer already, but it comes from Skip and Boardman. <laughs> now that you get to enjoy, not that you get to enjoy any of it this weekend, but are you a fan of Chicago-style deep dish pizza? And if so, who's your favorite? Uh, well, I actually like the thin crust a little bit better. Uh, but I think Giordano's is the one that I've, I've been to that I like the most there. And uh, but, but I do like the thin crust a little bit better being from the, you know, the East Coast and, and New York style. I like that a little bit better. Yeah, uh, Malnati's is the recommended one from this yeah. table, but agree with you about the thin crust. Uh, this, when this team now has adopted everything they've done to this point of the season, and, and leadership was something that came up, but are you seeing guys become leaders that maybe – it's taking you by surprise a little bit? Um, no, no. I mean, these are all great, great young men. I mean, they, they, day in and day out, they bring it. 
and uh, they've shown that from the off season. They've shown it from when they've been here. They've shown it when they were in high school. I mean, when when you recruit these guys, you can tell they're high character guys who have leadership skills. And so uh, they don't. I, I think it is great to see guys uh, mature, though. They come from freshmen, then they go to sophomore. Then when, by the time they get into that third year, they start to have a voice. They start to really own. Ohio State and the program, and that that's great to see guys step up and have those conversations in front of the team. Uh, there's one thing to be in the locker room with next to your buddy and say, hey, we need to do things this way, but get in front of the team and to make a statement, that's almost like crossing the line. You know, once you go over that line, you can't go back, and uh, you have to have courage to do that, and, and some of our guys have done that, and it's been great to see, and the more the guys can do that, the better off we're going to be as a team. Just to see him accept a guy like Jonah Jackson, the way he's worked in, it's been amazing, and then obviously at the quarterback position, Justin Fields, but one thing that stands out, if a guy can play, he gets accepted pretty quick, and both those guys prove that they can be players you know, right away. Yeah, and they both did a great job of earning the respect as they got here and not uh, you know, coming and knocking down doors. You know, This is a prideful place with a lot of really good players, and uh, they knew that coming in, and, and I think they had to earn the respect first off by how they worked. And they worked with Mick in the, in the weight room. They worked on the field. They did a good job in the meeting rooms. They, they kind of worked their way in, and then as you slowly start to you know, get respect, then you start to get yourself into the culture, and then it goes from there. Coach, as always, thanks for your time. All the best Friday in Evanston. Thank you. All right. That's Ohio State head coach Ryan Day. We'll talk with receivers coach Brian Hardline when we continue on Learfield IMG College. And now Archie Griffin, football's only two-time Heisman Trophy winner, to tell you about Encova Insurance. Together, Motors Insurance Group and Brick Street Insurance are now Encova Insurance. Much like in athletics, Encova relies on teamwork, accountability, and dedication to execute a successful game plan. Your independent Encova insurance agent can create a personalized solution for all your insurance needs. With smart digital solutions, superior financial strength, local expertise, and more, Encova provides a full range of products to encircle businesses and individuals with coverage at every step in life's journey. They remain dedicated to progress and continue to strive to be the most trusted and responsive provider of industry-leading solutions. Hard work and passion are critical components of any winning team. Count on Encova Insurance as your local team to provide peace of mind. Contact your independent Encova Insurance agent or visit Encova.com for more information. We all have our routines, and for some things, routines are perfectly fine. But there's no such thing as routine breast cancer. At the James at Ohio State, you get a multidisciplinary team that specializes not just in cancer, but breast cancer. They focus solely on the prevention, detection, and treatment of breast cancer, providing care that's far beyond routine. For more information, visit cancer.osu.edu. I'm Wilson Flores, and my research will soon be in outer space. I want to enable astronauts to travel farther. At Ohio State, I connected my passion for engineering with biology students to study the effects of zero gravity on muscle strength. My faculty mentor inspired me every step of the way. All of this because I chose to be a Buckeye. Find out more at osu.edu stories. You know the most overrated thing about going to the game? Driving yourself. Hey, it's Anthony Rothman. Avoid the headache of traffic and the cost of parking. Take Coda Express. It's offered from Coda's Crosswoods Park and Ride and the Ohio Expo Center and State Fairgrounds for just $5.50 round trip. Buses go three hours before and two hours after every home game. Get dropped off a block from the shoe. Cash and cards accepted at the park and ride locations. Delaware residents take data bus to Crosswoods and catch Coda to the game. Visit coda.com slash OSU football. 
Buckeye fans, join us for the American Electric Power Scarlet and Gray Salute Military Appreciation Event on Friday, November 8th. Taking place in Remembrance Park near St. John Arena. Enjoy live music on the Rocky Brand stage. Food, drinks, and more from 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. There will be beer sales on site, and a portion of all proceeds will go to Benefit USO Incorporated. Come out and enjoy an event supported in a great cause prior to the Military Appreciation Game when the Buckeyes take on Maryland. Ohio State fans, cheer on your Buckeyes all season long when you shop at Giant Eagle. Score throughout the store with your favorite Buckeyes gear, thousands of weekly sales, double coupons, and the new Fuel Perks Plus, where you get more perks, more places, and more savings. Before your game day party, be sure to load up on snacks, grab some prepared food to go, and pick up a delicious Buckeye cake or treat from our bakery for dessert. Go Buckeyes to Giant Eagle, proud sponsor of Ohio State Athletics. Ohio sports destination. Now back to the Ryan Day Show. Presented by Roosters on the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Did you know that one person can save eight lives, give sight to two, and heal more than 50 people through organ, eye, and tissue donation? Be a Buckeye for Life or register today as an organ, eye, and tissue donor at lifelineofohio.org. And welcome back to this week's show presented by Roosters and Learfield IMG College as Ohio State gets ready to play at Northwestern on Friday night. It is our pleasure to have joining us for our final segment here, receivers coach Brian Hartline. Thank you as always. Your group this year just seems to have continued the tradition in that room that was there last year and beyond. Yeah, you know, they're they're, uh, taking the strides. I think the biggest tradition that they're uh, upholding is their growth. You know, we did a really good job last year of growing from week to week and making sure week one didn't look like week 12. And, and I think we're on that same path, uh, on that same pace. But, uh, you know, time's going to tell. How many guys do you have in your room? I know you got nine on the three deep. You yeah. know, when you look, but how many guys do you have in there with everybody? Well, we're operating, you know, uh, with uh, probably around you know, 15 to 16. We'll yeah. have a guy change back and forth from DBs to receivers every now and then. But, yeah, about pushing 15 to 16, I feel like I'm uh, – you know, looking over that many guys, sometimes it can uh, get hectic. The but, uh, yeah, that's it. But uh, they make it easy on me. They're great young men, and uh, they work really hard. So, And it has to be great to see not only the example sent by the guys that departed from last year, but the guys this year that are setting that for the younger players that have come in. Yeah, it's really important. You know, I think that, you know, you talk to some of the young guys, um, Jamison Williams and, and uh, Garrett Wilson jumping off, you know, the off the sheet. You know, they don't know the guys from last year. So they just know the guys they've dealt with this year. And uh, and hopefully, again, I kind of try to bark at them that, you know, your legacy isn't really the stat sheet. You know, Terry McLaurin's legacy is not the stat sheet. It's how he leaves the room. Uh, it's how, you know, the guys behind him then perform and how they carry on that culture. So Terry McLaurin and Paris Campbell and Johnny Dix's legacy is uh, predicated on how well uh, Austin Mack and C.J. Saunders and K.J. Hill and Ben Vick lead uh, this year, and then again, their legacy will be how the Jamisons and Garrett and, and Jalen Harris and Elijah, how they are then next year. Yeah, and here's a guy like KJ Hill, and I, I brought this up to coach. You know, it's kind of amazing when I looked at it, but, you know, he's played in 45 games, has 171 receptions, close to being the all time leading receiver, and just nine starts. You know, just the unselfish. Didn't worry about having to be out there for the first play. I'll just yeah. do my job, do special teams. And, you know, Ben Victor has that, Austin Mack, CJ Saunders has that same attitude, and that. Certainly, that spreads to the guys in the room. Yeah, big time. And uh, I really didn't think about it that way. This, the whole, like, quote-unquote starting yeah. uh, role is kind of a lost thing, I think. You know, if you were to probably count reps, I think K.J. probably has the most reps in the room. So, 
um, you know, who's out there for play one really isn't, you know, indicative of uh, who we are and how we operate. Again, a lot of guys are playing. A lot of guys are getting opportunities. And uh, and uh, hopefully for the foreseeable future, again, the guy is taking care of it. It's not just a handout. These guys just don't do it because that's what we do. They do it because they've earned it. And uh, if we can continue to maintain that, uh, it helps both the room and the offense. Brian, it was great for us to watch what happened last year when Austin got hurt and Chris Olave jumped in and mm-hmm. carried the load. Had to be great for you to see him continue that going into this season. Yeah, it was a great opportunity. You know, again, it, we talk about just being ready. A lot of t- we can't control necessarily all the times what happens to us, but we can always control our, our uh, um, you know, our, our reflection to it, our uh, response to it. So Chris was in a position where we had a lot of depth, and uh, he was working hard, and he was hard on himself, and. You know, it's not always fun when you're putting the work in and you don't really see the reward instantaneously in this culture uh, as we do everywhere else on, on Saturdays. So he uh, he battled that. He stayed ready, uh, developed a role on special teams throughout last year and then got that opportunity, as he talked about, at the end of the year and then has maintained that. You know, I think he got banged up a little bit in the spring. Uh, he'll tell you why he wasn't maximized, uh, but he hit full camp in stride and, and kept it rocking. So, again, he's, he's trending up. He's going to continue to get better and uh, – and, again, the stats don't say it all. He's doing a great job, and, and, and we've seen it on the field. You know, 10 months ago you guys lined up against Northwestern in the Big Ten Championship game, and you look at their defense, really not a lot has changed. I mean, a couple no. new faces in the backfield, but not a whole lot. Still pretty, you know, a very tough defense this year. I mean, they're getting it done. What do you see out of their defense as you prepared for them this week? You know, I think uh, there's a lot of, you know, 30,000-foot view, it's, there's a lot of correlation between Michigan State and, and Northwestern. I think we've been pretty fortunate seeing kind of similar defenses back-to-back. Uh, they're both tough. They're both, you know, hang their hat on stopping the run. They're both, a, you know, a quarter structure, and they want to, you know, play two safety defense. And, and I think that uh, that carryover can help us. Uh, with that being said, you're right, they're very sound. Uh, they want they want to stop the run in, in, internally and make you go lateral on the, on the outsides. And then it's hard on the outsides. You got big walkout guys that, you know, are, are your tight ends or your your slot receivers trying to block them. It's a tough matchup. Uh, they work really hard. They pride themselves on it. And like I said, they're like you said, they're uh, averaging probably just over 300 yards of offense, giving up uh, a game this year, and uh, and very very strong against the uh, the run. So um, again, Wisconsin's doing a great job. He jumps off the page. They had 240 yards of offense. That's it. You know, and and that says a lot. We have a lot of respect for them. Uh, for what they do and, and coach, and I think that, uh, you know, come Saturday we'll be ready to play, at least offensively. Brian, talk about how your receiver room and your group has helped a new incoming quarterback, yes, with great talent, but they've helped Justin Fields integrate into all of this. You know, that's probably a good question for Justin. You know, we, we bark on, uh, you know, there's only really one page to be on, and that's the quarterback's page. So, you know, if we don't, if we don't connect, if we don't get on the same page, it, it's really on us. If we're not coming up to him – if he's not coming up to us, we better be going up to him. Hey, what do you need more from us? How's my body language? Did you think I was going here when I should have been there? Can I do it faster for you? Can I get to my spot faster? You know, so a lot of dialogue has taken place over the last uh, six months, and I think that it's been a two-way conversation, which is huge. You know, if it's a one-way conversation, things are very inefficient. But for the fact that uh, I think we've done a good job, he's done a phenomenal job, and uh, again, uh, the one page we need to be on is the quarterback's page, and I think we're operating pretty good with that. Brian Hartline, thank you as always for your time. We appreciate yep. it. Good luck Friday. Yep, thanks for having me. All right, All right. Friday. Friday night, Ohio State at Northwestern, and we'll be on the air with the AEP Energy Buckeye pregame show beginning at 7 p.m. The Ryan Day Show has been presented by Roosters, brought to you statewide also by Incova Insurance and by Adena Health System. For Skip Mossick, Ted Holbrook, and for Jim Lachey, Coach Ryan Day and Coach Brian Hartline, this is Paul Keels. Thanks for listening to the Ohio State Sports Network from Learfield IMG College.
One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.